What's up, guys? Welcome back. You are listening to The Real Talk Show, and uh, my special guest today is none other than Mariano DeGabriel. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate you uh, bringing me on. Pleasure's all mine. Trust me, it really is. So, you know, I've been waiting to have a very special guest, and I mean, I've had special guests in the past and everything, but a more higher profile guest <laughs> <laughs> don't let the others like what are you saying no, but no they know me but yeah so yeah if you guys uh don't know um mariano and i go way back or you yeah. know yeah a few years back and yeah. everything we uh went to college together and uh, and everything at the university of delaware so it was uh let's hear whose class it was uh virgil alexander yeah virgil alexander's law class and everything so you know the law uh uh-huh, yep so shout out to virgil alexander yeah so, yep, he's probably listening to it like oh that's me yeah <laughs> so, great, great great teacher yeah yeah he was he was really good but yeah man that, that class was a lot of fun you know i will say like as far as college um i mean college is college and everything there there are certain things that you learn certain things that are useful certain things that are not very useful but yes. um i will definitely say virgil's class was uh definitely something i think that i could apply and use every day as far as like law and everything yeah. because nowadays everybody's trying to protect themselves from everything whether it's a a waiver a non-disclosure or, or something like that you know what i mean so just learning the little bits of the law language from him and his class i was able to apply that to a lot of things that i've done just like personally as well as professionally mm-hmm. reading certain things reading contracts online and just being like okay i know what this that and the third means so sure. a lot of people don't know what those types of things mean that was yeah one, that was actually one of the few classes i felt like was really like i really got a lot out of and was actually like applicable and you know information that you're gonna like is valuable to know yeah um so yeah i was happy about that class yeah yeah it was definitely and it was a lot of fun too it, it was tough though i, I don't yeah, know if it you, was yeah there was a lot of material yeah it was a lot of material and and you know the the way that the the test and everything was formed because it was only a 50 minute class mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, but the test, you remember how long the tests long. were? It was like 55 questions and like five of them were essay questions that you had to write like two pages on yeah. and everything. And it was just kind of like, you know, I, I sometimes I would only get through like 20, 20 or 30 of the multiple choice and I'd have to like just like just circle answers for the last 20 and everything. I don't know how, but like, I mean, I, I think I wound up. Now I wound up like just getting like a D plus on the first exam and then the last two exams I got like. B minuses. <laughs> so <laughs> I it don't was, even remember. It was, long, it was like what three years ago? Four, yeah, three, yeah, three and a half years ago or so. Yeah, it was about three. Yeah, no, yeah, it was exactly three years ago. We started that class somewhere on there, dude. Oh yeah. god, time time flies. I tell you, it really does. So, but I don't know about you, man. But like, I miss college, honestly. Like, yeah, you know, like I, I was listening to what you saying that. Like, I know we talked about it a little bit a couple of weeks ago, and then like in your podcast, you had mentioned how you're like super nostalgic and stuff, and like oh, like you you think back on those times, and yeah, like there are definitely times that I miss too. There are a lot of times that I don't miss. Um, <laughs> like, I honestly, which is weird for a lot of people, but I was saying how I kind of actually miss high school a little bit more because I just loved. Um, like I, I just felt more like of that like camaraderie with like playing sports and I really miss like playing soccer and, and playing tennis and just having those teammates that like we were really close and just like, you know, cracking jokes and just having a good time. Um, yeah. It was just those were times that I really miss. Um, college, there are certain times that I miss, but I don't feel as much as I miss it, that I miss it. Um, 
but yeah, no, I know what you said. I know how you feel. Like, you know, you look back on those times and memories and you're like, damn, that was, that was fun, you know? Yeah. And for me, it was the opposite as far as college versus high school. I don't miss high school, honestly, really? at all. Yeah, no. High, in high school, you know, I was, for some reason, I was just was not a very well-liked person for some gotcha. reason. I mean, I have no idea why, but <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, you know, but yeah, no, in high school, there was just, I mean, it was just, it was high school in many yeah. ways, you know what I mean? For, for me, at least, it was sure. just typically, you know, a lot of people I know, they're just kind of, eh, high school, but, you know, but nah, college was like some of the most fruitful years of my life. I met a lot of great people, you know, yourself included. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, there was a lot of camaraderie between me and my classmates sure. and just like, I mean, all the the stuff, everything that we used to do both inside yeah. and outside of the classroom. It was, you know, it was crazy, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's UD, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> so, I, yeah. Like but. the thing is like, I have like, I have great memories, but I also have so many like super negative memories of just like classes that were just like, not applicable you know and like yeah. things that like they were teaching that just like this isn't going to be useful like in the real world like in in life yeah and, and mm -hmm. it proved to not be useful like so, yeah. mo like a lot of it so like i have the good memories but i also have those super like upsetting memories of like what am i doing like am i like I, am i just wasting my time like mm -hmm. you know so it's like it, it was that extreme balance where high school was more like carefree for me and just like you know like yeah whereas college was like what am i doing you know yeah with with college you know I, I definitely felt that to a large degree as well when it came to college and everything the the thing that bugged me the most about that though when it came to that was the very fact that some of the professors who were the the teachers of those classes acted like they were so high and mighty and they acted like so holier than thou about mm -hmm. everything and i'm just kind of like and and some of them like i would just be like you're lucky to be in the position that you are in because nothing else that you do, especially this, would serve any purpose to anybody in society. You can't monetize anything else. The only way you can monetize what you're doing right now is through a university and everything like that. And right. it's like, because they, they make you take classes for the hell of taking classes, I guess, and everything, you know, it's like where it does really serve no purpose and everything. Yeah. But it's just like, I mean, the, the, the material is just outdated for the most part. Yeah. Um, it's not it's it's not how do you be successful in 2020 yeah like i like i my biggest example and the biggest like frustration is that like i was a marketing major like that was one of my majors and i graduated and had to teach myself facebook ads google ads instagram ads like that is marketing in 2020 is digital media yeah and they didn't teach digital media like that's awful you mm -hmm. know like yeah. i was really upset about that but i did teach myself for, yeah. for free pretty much like, yeah pretty you know much, like yeah. you don't even have to pay anyone you know you you go on youtube you go on google you learn you know mm -hmm. you trial and error yeah no but in those types of classes they're more they're trying to teach you more about like the math behind and you know yeah. the cash cows it, of whatever and it's just kind of it, like, it's, like it's information that like i don't find particularly useful yeah no neither do i so you know but yeah there's you know Good and bad things about college sure. and, and whatnot, you know. But I know, like, what you're saying, the parts you miss and, and the yeah. parts that were really uh -huh. good. So, guys, uh, we're going to get into the uh, topic of uh, today, which is the uh, life of a musician. 
So uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm sure most of you do uh, know that Mariano is a uh, musician. So uh, we're going to be asking him some very interesting uh, questions and uh, kind of covering uh, multiple uh, varieties of uh, topics. And uh, yeah, so hopefully this will be very informative for those of you out there that are listening that are already musicians or are uh, aspiring uh, musicians. I mean, I think this one especially is going to be good for you. So uh, tell us what specifically, what type of uh, like music do you compose? So it's changed a lot um, over the years and since I started. Um, When I started, I was super inspired by, um, like I always liked very chill music and relaxing, like stuff you listen to like when you're on a beach almost, Um, that kind of music. So it was very chill um folk type like like folk vibes but like mixed with like surf rock type i just very chill stuff is is how it started um and it started actually with no lyrics it just started as only instrumental right um and then later i started singing and writing lyrics um and that was in that was freshman year of college. So that was like 2014 into 2015. Oh, okay. Um, was when I first started kind of putting some music together because I had this computer that was my brother's and he had a software on it that he used to use. And then when I got the computer, I was like, oh, let me mess around with it. I don't have anything else to do right now. Um, but yeah, so it started with that kind of chill, like shoegaze type, type music. Um, more recently... I've gone into more like for myself, at least when I'm writing for myself and producing for myself, like folk pop type music. Like I really like Shawn Mendes, uh, Jason Mraz, John Mayer. Like it's like the instrumental based pop. So it's like not all synthesized sounds. It has like real guitars, like like real basses, but there are some synthesized sounds, like some samples that are, you know, not a regular drum set. But so it's like that that mix, that like blend between like real instruments and like future pop music gotcha um but like now that i'm producing for other people i'm trying to be more versatile in in everything so you know i've been even making some some like rap and trap beats and stuff and like anything from from funk to like really like just super poppy stuff like and like i'm trying to be super versatile right yeah very nice yeah so um so when you first, I guess when you, uh, when you started, so like, I guess was your, your brother was into it first and everything, or yeah, he kind like, of was doing like, yeah, my brother, he was like in high school, he made some music and stuff and, you know, wrote some songs. Um, never like suit, like for him, it was more of a hobby. Like he never went all in on it or like super pursued it. He's talented. Like he's a good songwriter. We've written some songs together. Some of the songs I've had out, we've written together. Um, but he never really went all in on it like I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he he was doing that in high school and he had the software. So then I got that computer and I was at school. I didn't have like a TV or video games or anything. Like, so I just had my guitar and the software and I was like, let me mess around with it. Yeah. So that's how it started. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So yeah, so it was pretty much, I guess, just totally by happenstance and everything. You just happened to just kind of like look at it and then it was kind of like, oh, okay. And then yeah. you just pretty much just delve into yeah. it. Okay. I mean, I had played music before that, but it was never songwriting. It was more like, you know, I played trumpet through high school, um, did jazz band and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't really what I'm doing, what I started doing, what I'm doing now. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, you know what? Uh, a little fun fact about me. I uh, I used I did concert choir in high school. Really? Actually. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I never knew that. Yeah, the um, yeah, because the it, it was 
so we were able to choose whatever type of extracurricular activity, like, but while you're during, during normal school hours or something. And, yeah. uh, you know, I forget who told me about it. Some, some one of my fellow students told me about it and, and they were just like, Oh, it's easy. You just go in there or whatever. And I just went in there and I actually really wound up liking the teacher. That's awesome. Yeah. So I just kind of went in, uh, went in there and I actually wound up doing, uh, an onstage performance and actually singing. Um, you, you've seen that movie Grease, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Grease with, um, What's his name? Uh, John, John Travolta, Travolta yeah. yeah, and everything. So I actually wound up singing uh, "Summer Nights," the the last little the solo part oh, that's uh, awesome. between yeah him and uh, and and Sandy or yeah. you know, the the actress's name and whatnot. So I actually sung that on stage in front of the entire school auditorium. So that's awesome. Yeah, and I actually like yeah like I practiced for it and everything like that too. And it was great and um and it, it was a lot of fun. But the um I remember and I I still look back on this. I'm kind of like damn it. Like you know why didn't I just play it off? I kind of. I don't know. I guess, I guess while I was there, I got a little nervous and I hit like a bad note or something like that. And my voice kind of went eh, like kind of yeah, out cracked. real quick. And I was like, fuck. And then like I was on camera too or something. Yeah. And I kind of like scratched my head and I, cause I was like, damn it. I just yeah. fucked up. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, no, but everybody else was like, dude, no, it sounded fine yeah. to us and everything like that. But I'm like visually on stage Mo- looking yeah. nervous. Mo- most people like don't even notice the mistakes, you know? Yeah. But, uh, do you still sing it all today or is it? Nah, nah. I haven't done that. I mean, you know, I mean, maybe I could try and it would be, you know, mm, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And whatnot. I mean, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. That's who, fun who, though. That's cool. That you did that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was, it was nice to do in high school and everything for, yeah. me, for me at least. So when you, when you started doing doing uh so like did you know right off the bat that this was like this was it this is what you wanted to do and everything like was it that deep when you or was it something you kind of just gradually got into yeah i would say not initially Mm -hmm. um like obviously like through high school i said like i always loved music like playing trumpet and stuff but i never really considered being like a full-time trumpet player like pursuing that Mm-hmm. Um, even when I came to college and started, like I said, making some of my first songs, it wasn't, um, it, it, it was, I wasn't thinking about it. I was just like, it was just something that naturally happened. It was just like, let me just do this. It's fun. And I'm creating something cool. Um, so no, I wasn't thinking like that. I want to pursue music full time. And at that stage, to be honest, like I was just starting out. So like, I wasn't very good. Like I was just like, you know. I wasn't good. <laughs> like I was just making stuff. It wasn't bad, but it just, you know, it's like a beginner. Like yeah. if you've never painted a painting before, your first painting is not going to be like your best painting. Yeah. So at first, no, it was just like something that I knew that I was enjoying it. And for some reason, I just kept doing it. I just kept coming back to it. And then over the years of school, I just kept getting better and better. And then I started to get some like paid opportunities and that's when you know towards like i would say senior year i realized like that like this is what i want to do um and that i really like i couldn't think of anything else that i liked more or that i'd rather do so i was like i'm gonna go for this Mm -hmm. yeah gotcha that's that's kind of how it happened take us because i gotta ask a little bit or about this and everything because i'm kind of trying to do the same thing as far as my podcasting right now sure and my youtube and all the other like ventures that i have going on right now which is like monetization and everything when you were like the first time i guess like when that that moment came when like whether it was a sponsor or something else you know you can monetize it somehow you were actually able to do it what what was that like because that's something where it's just kind of like you know like in my mind a bit like that's just to me that's just something like wow like 
like I've definitely, I've made it to the next level. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so for me, it was um, actually like live performance. So it was actually going, like getting a, you know, a gig at like a bar or a local restaurant. And, you know, I would go play for a couple hours and they would pay me to, to be there and play. Um, and that was, yeah, that was great because it was like, first of all, I got a lot better at performing, at playing, at singing because I was just, you know, going out and doing it. Like the, the that's the biggest way you get better is just by practicing, obviously. So like I was out there playing, you know, a couple, like it started as like maybe like a couple of shows a month and then it built up to like maybe a show a week. And then to the point where after graduation, I was doing like anywhere from like two to four shows a week. Yeah. Um, and it was great. Um, at the same time, it wasn't the ultimate goal. Like kind of how you were saying, you know, you're doing your nine to five job and it's not bad, but it's not the ultimate goal. Like the ultimate goal for my music, like isn't to, was never to be playing because it's mostly cover music when you do that. Like, obviously I play my original stuff too, because I write songs, but like the bars, also, the restaurants, bars, they also want you to play the crowd pleasers like the Sweet Caroline's, the, which is great. Like I had fun doing it. Um, but when it got to the point where I was doing like three, three shows a week um, and I had been doing it for a couple of years, it, it, it started to get a little bit old. Mm-hmm. Um, just playing, you know, these same crowd pleasers to like people who like don't really care about you. Like they might just like they're just drunk and like they want to sing along you know which is is fine like that that's great and like i had a great time doing it but at the same time i knew that i don't want to be like 40 years old and at the local bar singing cover music Mm -hmm. you know i want to do my own songs i want to be i want people to be coming out to see me because they love my original music and they want to hear me do my original songs you know that's that's the real dream yeah but like I said, that wasn't bad. It was great because I got to I got to make some money for for playing guitar, for singing, and doing what I enjoy, which I still did enjoy. It's not like I hated it. Like, yeah. But I knew there was more that I wanted. Yeah. With, with music, you know. Yeah, you wanted to be able to put out your your very original content, and you know, basically show everybody like this this is me. Exactly. And and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand that. I mean, because maybe somebody else maybe wants to do the same thing but maybe doesn't have the the internal energy or the courage to kind of want to put themselves out there i guess or maybe to you know just be like oh well you know the this is just what the bar is telling me to do maybe this is just what i'll stick with doing because it you know it's funny like i i kind of reference that and i kind of think to myself like a bit just about like just people on like instagram and everywhere and anywhere else like a lot of um like I, I don't know about you, but I listened to a lot of like Gary Gary V, Gary yeah. Vaynerchuk, and whatnot. Yeah, and he I was, watch his videos. Yeah, I I really listen to him a lot and everything, you know, because I mean he's very practical and everything. But one of the things, you know, it just some of the things he says is just kind of like wow, okay, it's like you know that's that's so true. But yeah. he was just saying how he was just like you know he goes like go out there, be brave. And, you know, he was, he's like, some of you guys, like you won't even post what you want to post on Instagram. He yeah. was like, it's your, your Instagram and whatnot. You're too worried about what's going to get you the most likes rather right. than putting out something that, that you, you want to put out. Yeah. That you actually want to put out. Yeah. And I think people do get into that trap of like people like this. So I can't do this. I've only just recently over the years kind of I guess, gotten past those, those hurdles, if you will. Uh, because, uh, the other thing too, those, I mean, I, I put out 
or I'd started doing my whole YouTube thing actually, like just over two years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a long time, I didn't put it out on any of my social media. Part of it was like just fear of judgment, and yeah. you know, it was just fear of a bunch of other things and whatnot. But now it's just the point now. It's just like you know, I just I really don't care. Yeah, and it's just like this is me and everything. Right. It's just like you know, like being me. Yeah, is okay. Exactly, and whatnot. It's like as long and as just. Yeah, just knowing your perception of yourself is like yeah more important than what other people think of you. Uh-huh. That's like yeah, when people like realize that they care about themselves and they love themselves more than they care about what other people think, then it's like that's where you can start to really thrive. Like before, if if you are afraid to put your stuff out, um, because you're afraid what people think. I know people who have made music, and um, you know they even went to the studio. They like invested their money. And then they never release it because yeah. they're like, they're, I guess they're afraid to, to really put themselves out there. And like, you know, not everyone's going to love you. Not everyone's going to like your music. Not everyone's going to like your voice. I mean, I get plenty of messages on Instagram of people who, you know, don't like what I do or they're just, you know, mm-hmm. they have their own issues. So they, they take it out on other people's like creativity, you know? Yeah. But, um, that, that's like part of putting yourself out there, whether you're, an artist, a musician, a, a business owner, whatever you're trying to do. And um, what, until you get over that hurdle and you're just like, I'm going to put it out and I think it's dope. Like, or even if like, honestly, my first song, like I didn't necessarily, like I thought it was good, but like I knew my voice wasn't like a hundred percent polished. I had just started singing like six months prior to that song coming out. So I knew my voice wasn't as good as like I wanted it to be. But I threw it out there anyway. And was I was I a little nervous? Probably. Like I was probably like, you know, a little nervous of what people were going to think. But I was just like, I'm going to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think that's what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the mindset, you know, you, you got to have because those are the people, honestly, that that win, you know. Yeah. And it's funny, like, you know, everybody that's famous, anybody and everybody that ever actually like made it and is very successful, they're the ones that did do all those things. And it's funny, you know, it's, it's funny as society and as human beings, when somebody's on the up and coming, you know, they're, they're demonized if they put themselves out there. Mm-hmm. Everybody, the public is very much like, well, who the hell do you think you are? Yeah. You know what I mean? And whatnot. It's true. And uh, yeah, and everything. And then when, but then suddenly, you know, when they do make it big, whether it's, you know, a rock star, Mark Cuban or whoever, right. you know, Gary Vee, they're suddenly, they're, they're praising them. It's like, yeah. oh, wow, look at you. And it's just kind of exactly. like, and it's just like, but these people, they, they went through the same process. They you know did what the it same is? Thing. Like it, it, what it is, we are doing something that most people aren't doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like you talked about, like in one of your video, in one of your podcasts about the timeline, how like everyone thinks they have to do X, Y, Z. Like they have to, you know, go to college and then graduate and get like a steady job and, and you know, do that. And, and so people are brainwashed into, which like for some people, that's great. Like if that's what you want and that's what makes you happy, then that's great. But like for the few people like us who aren't doing that, we're kind of viewed as like the oddballs, like the weirdos, like, you know, like I, I can't like, and I feel that like, I don't feel like the, the local support for my music and what I'm doing is like super overwhelming. Um, like most of the people on Instagram that like are super supportive, like I've never even met before, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah. Like there are people from just like either different states, different countries. I've never met them. And yeah. they're, you know, in my comments saying like, I love this song or like they're in my DMs saying like, you know, I, I really enjoyed like X, Y, and Z that you did. Um, the local support, it, like, I mean, it's not like people 
for the most part, like they don't like hate on me. I mean, like UD, the kids I met at UD haven't been super supportive. Like I, I have UD people just, just like unfollow me all the time, yeah. you know, which is fine. Like I, I, you know, I don't expect everyone to be supportive. Um, but I know what you're saying where it's like, you know, right now when we're building, it's like, like one of my musician friends sent me a meme and it was like the support and it was like one guy sitting in, in an empty stadium yeah. and then it said the congratulations and it was like the full stadium yes. filled with people. And I was like, that's so true. You know, like, yep. like no one cares about you when, you know, you're trying to build and you're trying, like, you, I'll, I'll see people like retweet or like share on their story, like a picture of Kim Kardashian. And then like, I put out a song and <laughs> no one's going to share that, you know, yeah. or like that person isn't going to share my song. Yeah. And, and yet they're willing to share a complete stranger, Kim Kardashian or who I'm just using that as an example or whoever they're, they're willing to share their post, but their buddy from their hometown or like they're, you know, it, it, so it is, I, I, I do definitely feel that. Um, but you know, that's something you just got to keep working, keep your head down and stay focused. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just keep going through it. You know, I feel like to a degree, People deep down, whether it's it's hate and complete complete negativity or not, there is a certain amount of admiration that they, I think they all have. Reason being is because uh, they admire the strength, I guess, and the courage that you have. Sure. Because they're just like, you know, never in a million years would I ever right. about something that and, and, I'm passionate right. about. Right. And what I was yeah. saying is not to say yeah. that everyone yeah. is like unsupportive and everyone is like negative, but like yeah like there are people that are very nice and very supportive and like people I, I met at UD people from high school people from home that are extremely supportive so it's not to say this is like everyone is like against you yeah that's absolutely not true um I think it's a mix mm -hmm. yeah most yeah. definitely I've had people who are very supportive ask me all the time how's it going with this this and that and you know what's funny too I mean and I don't know actually you don't always know who it is but um people downloading your music, people have downloaded my podcast and I'm just yeah. kind of like, me to a large degree, I just, like I'm very confident, don't get me wrong, I have a very can-do and very much of a, you know, I, I know this is gonna happen type of thing and I'm just, I'm working towards it. Like the, you know, like, like I said, I work my nine to five job, but after I work my nine to five job, I don't rest. Um, it's like a lot of people, come back and everything they just chill they just watch tv yeah. or something and don't get me wrong there are plenty of days when i do just sure. feel like doing that yeah. when i'm done i come right back I, you know i might eat something real quick because i'm really hungry because i yeah. hadn't you know my lunch break was a few hours ago yeah uh but then i'll either go right downstairs i'll work out or i'll, I'll work on like you know my next podcast topic what i want to cover with that sure. uh, whether it's youtube or you know i'm also even uh trying to learn how to do some uh some programming and coding and everything oh, cool. right now yeah which is really it's fun but it's very difficult oh, that's yeah, that's yeah. Tough. i don't rest and i'm trying to you know, just kind of get out of that eight to four, nine to five uh, type of lifestyle and yeah. everything. Yeah. But I've had people that are very supportive. And like I said, people who, who I don't even know, it's funny yeah. because like, yeah. And, and going back to the thing, as far as like, you know, people that are downloading your music, I've had people that have downloaded my podcast, but I look at that like, and it's every day. There's always a new download. Sometimes yeah. there's within, within a day, it's like, eight, 10, 12 downloads in a day. Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of like over the, all my episodes and everything. And I'm just kind of like, and part of me is sitting there and I'm just, it's, it's still so surreal. I'm like, who is downloading this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's great. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just like, who, who in the hell is actually downloading my content? I can't believe it. I'm just kind of like, 
there's something a little strange here now and everything like that. It's no, like, you know, awesome. did, did, yeah, it's like did the sun suddenly kind of go out of its orbit or it's like, you know what I mean? But well, yeah, you know what? That's, those are the things that happen when you just keep, you know, pursuing yeah. what you're doing. Like, you know, like people will give up when it's not a hundred percent perfect in the beginning or like when, you know, like they don't get any traction at first and it's like, you know, it might take like, I don't know how, 20 30 40 50 100 podcasts until you get to the point like until you start to pick up traction i think it's just about consistency you know and, oh yeah um, and making sure you're you're, you're heading in the, in the right direction you know it, it, i think it's just about that consistency and about staying motivated and like not just quitting at the first signs of this this isn't gonna work you know yeah because you you know it always goes like not that it always goes through your head but like you know you always wonder like you know is this gonna happen for me? But like, if you quit, it's never gonna happen for you. Yeah, then you, you guarantee you, know. you guarantee that it's not gonna happen once you quit. Yep, you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah. As far as uh, the music that you do right now and everything, why did you choose to do specifically that type of music? Because I mean, there there are tons of types that are out there whether it's now everything like kind of going back to what you were saying earlier one of the things that i thought of immediately as you were saying like you know you've mixed a lot of these things in um music itself i feel like has like in my opinion there's no genre anymore yeah. that is totally just itself or not what it used to be as we used to know it and right. everything because it was like in the 1990s and in the aughts it's like it was rap and hip-hop was like this rock was like this and it was pop was like no, this no. and now it's like it's everything a mix of everything yeah now it's like hip-hop is mixed in with it's it's mixed in with like with rock and pop yeah. especially with pop everything seems to be centered around like pop is in everything nowadays and yeah. everything but it's like but yeah like what what made you decide to like do what you're doing right now and as opposed to doing something more about of uh, being i guess more like a I, I guess like a kanye west type of or sure. like a ti type of rapper right you know um i think it's just what i'm naturally drawn to like i don't know why i like the music i like it's just that's the stuff that that hits me and honestly i'm super inspired by all different kinds of genres um like i like anything from like we were talking about like the folk pop stuff to reggae to to pop i like i even like like a post malone like i love his music um yeah. i like billy eilish like Shawn Mendes, even his songs, like you listen to his music and like the songs are pretty different, like from one to the next. Like, I mean, not all of them, but like, you know, you hear a lot of variety and the one consistent, the one consistency is his voice, is his vocal. Yeah. You know, so that's more, I think where music is heading is, you know, the consistent thing about it is the vocal. Um, but the music in the back, even Ed Sheeran, like, you know, you listen to his last album and like there was some stuff that was even like super like like irish folk type sounding stuff and then you listen to his latest collaboration album and he's like rapping on it mm -hmm. you know and he's bringing in like all these different rappers and like super pop stars like that like you know they're just blending genres and it's super cool to, yeah. to, to see that happening um you know even even with country like country there's now like you know country pop is like pretty much what is ha what the future of, of country um you know it's not super like i don't know how to dirt road country yeah. where it's like you know like out in the middle of nowhere like shoot the squirrels it, be like. yeah like it's not like it's not, it's not so much like that anymore um yeah. and, and even you know you have artists like sam hunt and thomas rett just like kind of changing the game of like what country is and then you have a little nas coming out of nowhere oh, being yeah. like let me make this like country rap song like yeah. it's like 
you know, it, it, it's crazy, but it's awesome. And I, I also think nowadays people are more receptive to different kinds of music. Like, whereas like maybe like 20 years ago, people were like, yeah, like I listen to rap or like I listen to rock. Now people listen to anything as long as it's good. People are more open to, to different genres. So I try not to box myself in too much. And mm. since I'm so inspired by all these different people, it just comes out as one big mess, like you were saying, of yeah. like a mix, you know, which is what I like. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really like it too. I mean, because, you know, and it is really nice to see how all of that is going on. I believe is, what was the song? Yeah, it was with uh, Lil Nas X, the, the country song, you know, was uh, Old Town uh, Road. Yeah, yeah, the Old Town Road song and everything. You know what? I saw that, like part of me, I just started laughing a little bit at first, like, oh my God. But then like, you know, it was like, but it was a good song, like music, like, you know, you hear it and everything. It's a good song. And it was just like, it, it was nice to see all of like the two types of things are like blended in and turned out to be something very beautiful. And it's yeah. like, and it is really nice because like, cause back at least, you know, when we were younger, I guess, you know, teenagers or whatever, and we were really like growing up the, um, everything I feel like was very like separated and everything, mm -hmm. you know, there, every genre was just totally to itself. Yeah. You didn't, you know, you didn't dare mix the two. I feel like it all started in my opinion, from what I remember, because I, I mean, I'm a big rap and hip hop fan, mm -hmm. mostly and everything, the, more, more the old school type of sure. stuff. But um, I think where it really where it all started, I think, was like uh, kind of around 2007, 2008, somewhere around there when I think it was Kanye West. Kanye West kind of started doing some things along the lines of like, I guess, little bits of like singing with auto tunes sure. and he mixed in certain things, I think, with some other artists and yeah. whatnot uh, that were not necessarily rap artists. Right. Uh, I think Lil Wayne kind of did it, too. I think Lil Wayne actually at the time had um, he even kind of had his own. I think it was Rebirth. It was his gotcha. own kind of like rock album and everything. Okay. And a lot of people, I think, at the time, especially in the hip hop community, were kind of like, "Dude, what the fuck? Like, you're yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> you're gonna put out a rock album? Like, you're a rap artist? Yeah. It's like, you know, you can't do that or or something." But he did it, and it actually it wound up being a really, really? good album. Yeah, I bought the album. It was a good album. It was good content. And yeah, I haven't heard it yet. I'll have to I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really good though. So uh, and and everything. And then I think over time, then Drake came along and everything and drake drake i think was like a real um he he really propelled it forward i think because drake came out and drake wasn't you know drake, drake wasn't trying to be on the time of like you know i'm all this gangster type of right. you know sh you know i'm shoot you in the face type of right. thing and whatnot and and drake was singing too i yeah. mean that's another people are like the fuck like you're seriously singing and whatnot but it wound up being really yeah. good and then everything from there just started to like just it, it molded into something else into what we see now and yeah. everything you know so, even with like the post malone stuff like i was saying like he'll have like you know a song that is like straight like a, like a rap beat and then like then he'll have circles which is like acoustic guitar and yeah. vocal mm -hmm. you know and now like artists can do that and it's not like yeah like like you said not criticized like people you know i love it Personally. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I do, too. This is something that, like, I feel like everybody, regardless of background, whatever, you know, can all get in on and, and, and like, listen to. I really like Post Malone. Post yeah. Malone is just, like, you know, he's got that type of uh, the type of thing going on where he's very, like, 
he can be all about like I guess love sometimes then like the just like the party type of thing and then just like also inspirational too like with his track like the congratulations track yeah. and then also the party thing like you know the candy paint song right and everything you know like I, I fucking love that song yeah. when I'm in a good mood like you know it's sunny out and you know, I'm in a good mood especially if I'm about to go like drinking or doing something like that like that that song just it gets me in a whole yeah, different yeah. mindset yeah you know what I mean so I feel that so tell me what exactly what aspect of the music do you enjoy the most is it like the the recording the um the composing of the song as far as like writing it or uh you know just being on the mic like actually getting in there into the studio or is it like performing um i love performing definitely Mm -hmm. like that that's probably my favorite thing because there's like an energy of like being in front of a live audience and like of uh being able to be on a stage and do that so that's definitely something i really really enjoy doing and um i just yeah i just love performing um i would say i also love the production of the actual music that's like probably what i'm best at um is is creating the track like and saying like the arrangement of the music um yeah, th- those those are t- my two favorite parts, definitely, because I think they're the most rewarded. Like, it's rewarding when you create something and you can listen back on it and be like, that was sick. Hell, like, I did that. How I added that guitar in that, like, really, like, tied the whole thing together. Whatever it is, like, whatever you did that was, like, so cool. It's, like, it's so cool. To, it's, like, it's great looking back on that and being proud of yourself. And then, like, the performance just, like, kind of, like, reaffirms it because you're on the stage and you're, like, you're giving people a good time and, you know, especially, you know, when I've gone to perform at stuff like you dance Penn state thon, it's like a charity too. Mm-hmm. It is great because you're doing what you love and it's for a good cause. So those have been some really good times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, no, I, I totally hear you because actually, you know, oddly enough, that's kind of almost the, uh, the same thing, with me when it comes to like my podcasting and my YouTube and uh, whatnot, especially like the YouTube Mm -hmm. is I love the process of like producing, I guess, and editing the Mm. whole thing and whatnot. I, you know, when, I, when I'm there and I'm like in this, <laughs> you know, to some people that are probably listening going like, dude, you're a little weird, but, uh, <laughs> but like, you know, when I, when I have everything there, when I like, when I push in and when I like put in the, uh, you know, the tracks as far as like, you know, the audio and the video yeah. and, and whatnot, and it's all there and I'm cutting things out, you know, cause if you just looked at the raw video, I mean, you know, some people be like, Oh man, like, you know what I mean? But like when I edit things out and I make it what it, what it really is. And I add some of the background music, I add in the effects, right. you know, I add in the, um, the introduction as well sure. as the closing and little bits of things in between little interludes. I tell you, it's really nice. It's enjoyable. And then to just watch it and go, wow, like this is what I created and everything. This is what I'm doing. This is my content and and whatnot. And then, yeah. And then after it's all said and done, once it's over and I I finished it and everything, um, I mean, I'll, I'll watch through the whole video, same thing with the podcast and everything. Like I'll listen to the whole thing, which actually is very time consuming because, you know, because sometimes the podcasts are very, very, especially the podcasts are very long and it's like, I'm there and I'm listening to every and any little bit that I might've missed in everything. Cause I don't want to upload it and then it'd be like kind of messed up or something, sure. but, but yeah, I'll look at it and, uh, and everything. And it's just like, but then it's funny, like after it's all uploaded and it's all done, I mean, I'll listen to it. 
but it's not like I'm there and I'm not listening to it every single day. You know yeah. what I mean? It's same thing with the YouTube. It's not like I'm there and I'm watching it, my own videos every right. single day. Yeah. As soon as it's done and everything like that, I'm like, okay, it's done it's and everything. Good. Yeah, it's good it's, to go. It's yep. like ready for the people to, to listen to. Like, I don't have to worry about it anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, and, and don't worry, I do enjoy watching it and everything like that. But at the same time, I'm just kind of like, you know, like, okay, it's time to move on to the next thing exactly. and, and whatnot. So it's not like I'm there and I'm like beating my own YouTube channel, <laughs> watching it and, uh, and, and whatnot. And it's sure. like, yeah, so yeah, that's what I do. But yeah, no, the thing is I really like the production and the editing and everything. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's kind of strange. It's good when it comes together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just, you see it all come together and everything, yeah. the process of it and everything. Yeah. It's truly yeah. amazing. Dude, like I saw yesterday. Dude, like I'm working on this track and like I really like it a lot. And yesterday I was just, I just like turned the volume up on my speakers like all the way. And I was just in my room by myself, just like dancing to the song. Yeah. Just by myself. Like no one else was there. And I was just like vibing to the song, dude. Just like dancing. Like, it was so much fun. Like, it, yeah, it just feels good, man. Like when you when you create something you're you're proud of, you know. Oh yeah, most yeah. definitely. Well, that's good, man. Yeah, yeah. you know, what I mean? yeah, you, you lo love your own content and you know love yourself and and just you know exactly. yeah keep putting it out there and and everything you know. So yeah, I I do the same thing pretty much. I'll yeah. be there. I'll be listening to things. I'm sure my brother, you know, because my brother lives with me, he's probably sitting there going, "Is he playing that again? Why the hell is he playing <laughs> yeah, that again? Yeah. Doing <laughs> you know what I mean and whatnot." And yeah, like that's that's pretty much what I do. So, but yeah, not nah, that's the part I also really do enjoy the most and uh and everything so yeah it's yeah it's it's truly something special to it say is. the least and, I, I agree mm -hmm. actually before i move on to the next question i gotta ask you so as far as doing the live performing and everything because you're around other people and you know people there you know that the bar is at night especially around here in newark they're mm -hmm. drunk and everything sure. like that have you ever had any like just like overly like over the top just crazy moments or just a little bit kind of like wow that was kind of fucked up or anything like yeah. that Does anything sticks out in your mind where it's just kind of like you know i mean because this is new art too yeah <laughs> it's like I, I had a few things um at one of the shows i was playing at um there was like a couple dancing which is which is great but they were like they had a lot to drink oh, so they okay. were not necessarily the most stable oh. couple okay <laughs> and you know meanwhile like you think about it, like if i'm doing something like you dance i'm on a stage like i'm separated from the audience but if i'm playing like at a restaurant or a bar it's like i don't have any barrier really from the audience like they're right there yeah um so they were dancing and um the guy started like he picked the girl up and started spinning her and her no. legs took out my microphone in the middle of the song what? so i'm sitting there showing my guitar and my microphone's on the floor and I'm just like, it, it, it's a little awkward, you know, I'm just, I just keep playing the guitar part because I can't sing because my microphone's on the floor. I was going to, you know, kind of fade it out, but he realized what happened and he went and picked it up for me and I was able to finish the song. Luckily, no broken microphone. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, because if the microphone was broken, I'd be like, all right, guys, that's yeah. a night, that's yeah. a wrap. Uh -huh. But um, now, yeah, so that happened. Um, um, the only other thing maybe is, Actually, another thing that happened is I had, so I, sometimes I'll be like, yo, like if it's a popular song, I'll be like, I want to hear you guys singing it or something like, you know, I'll try and get people to sing along. And one couple like took it literally and like came up behind the microphone 
Uh, and, like, and like knowing that like they like they knew I didn't mean that yeah. you know so it was kind of awkward so like I had like I'm on the like I was just as close to the mic as possible because I was like I don't want people to really hear them through the mic but they were just screaming into my ear basically because they're like right here and that was hard to get through that song a little bit because I couldn't hear myself all I heard was them yeah. in my ears yeah. Um, that was tough and then just like you know like sometimes you'll have like an older lady that like is hitting on you or like oh, okay. like i i was at one venue where like this like old lady this older lady started like trying to dance on me like in the middle of the song no yeah and i just had to very respectfully say like listen i'm in the middle of a song like i need some space i need space like um so that happened yeah um but no other than that nothing too crazy like i mean th those are like the main things that that you know stuff like that yeah gotcha yeah. okay yeah, you know, I could. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's a pretty interesting. Does it like now? As far as the the couple that came up on the stage and, and everything like that, or whatever, did they security didn't do anything about that or whatever? Because no, like, there was or, no bouncer. There was only a bartender. Oh, and okay. the bartender did say to me after, like, you know, if you ever feel uncomfortable, like, just like feel free to give me a look and like, yeah. I'll you know, yeah, get take, rid of these people. Uh, yeah, exactly. But like, no, there's no bouncer or anything. It's, it's just kind of just me up there just you know doing my thing um and then the only other thing that happened actually this doesn't even matter that much there was one bar i played that was so packed that like i had no space to even move and people were just constantly hitting my microphone it's like hitting my lips like that that was kind of like you have to be like focused because you never like sometimes i had to stop and grab the mic before it fell you know stuff like that um because they're just super packed yeah Gotcha. Wow. Okay. Yeah, man. That's, uh, you know, I give you a lot of credit because that <laughs> obviously also takes a lot of, uh, a lot of patience, I guess, to say the least, you know what I mean? And just being like, I guess, keeping that type of focus and, and whatnot, you know what I mean? Cause, uh, yeah, I mean, cause I'm not sure what I would have done in those situations, yeah, <laughs> dude, especially it, people coming up on stage yeah, and everything, it can, get, you know? it can get a little, uh, Cause, a awkward. yeah, cause, cause people, you know, not, not saying that, that you showed her that you would, would act uh, this unprofessionally or anything like that. No, not at all. But it's like, but I mean, you've seen videos like just nowadays with performers on stage, there'll be somebody in the crowd that throws a beer bottle or throws a cup at the performer and, or sometimes people jump up on stage, sure. but then, you know, but then sometimes people, you know, security comes through and those people, they get messed up. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I've seen, I think it was this one old video and everything. I mean, this was like, it was a really old video and it was actually, it was, it was kind of funny as I was watching. I was like, it just popped up. It was something about like, uh, it was like Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg apparently was on stage and some guy just came up and like, you know, as he was performing and just like put his arm around him and like, or something like that. And as soon as he did, like, Snoop Dogg's whole entourage yeah. like just they they tag team the guy it was like freaking 20 guys beating up on this one guy and then Snoop Dogg jumped in it too and it was like yeah. you know what I mean so it's just kind of like I mean first of all it's like you know it's like you it's like what are you doing you yeah, know what I mean? it's like you're jumping up on a stage and you're trying to be all like you know what I mean that's just that's just dickheadish yeah, you know what I mean it is it's just like you know just enjoy the show you know yeah, <laughs> like, yeah you it's like just yeah like don't try and be a part of it like you know these these people have rehearsed for like probably like month like weeks months like to get the show perfect and now you're gonna like jump on the stage like you know it's like yeah yeah uh, yeah I, I can see how that can be luckily for the most part like you said those security is pretty good like at unless you're playing at like a bar or restaurant like but like if i'm at like if i'm on a legit stage like when we did you dance like thon when we did like when we did the jojo show where we like uh open for jojo like security was like tight like no no one was getting up there you know so yeah 
Well, I got to ask you too, because um, I asked you what, you know, what was the part that you, that you enjoyed the most? What aspect of doing music do you dislike or like the least or least enjoy? That I least enjoy? Yeah. Um, I would say booking. Okay. Trying to get shows. Yeah. Um, reaching out to venues. So that's why like I did have some other people doing booking for me at some points. Um, but I did do some booking on my own and, uh, it can just be a little bit frustrating because, you know, you reach out to a bunch of venues, you get a couple of responses and, uh, like a lot of the ones you might not get a response. Um, and just like trying to deal with these people is tough. Um, you know, like the one example I can think of is there was a place I was supposed to play and we talked about how I had the vocal injury and stuff. And, um, you know, after I had the vocal injury, uh, I had to cancel some shows because I like couldn't perform. And, uh, one of the venues that I was booked at, I reached out and said, Hey, uh, listen, like I had this vocal injury. Um, you know, I'm seeing doctors, I'm seeing therapist, like a therapist, like I'm seeing a therapist, like I'm not going to be able to perform on this date. And this date is like a month away. So it's not like I canceled like last, last minute, you know, like if I canceled the day of, I can understand that someone would be pissed, but like this guy like was super pissed and like, just like sent me like such a rude email that like, I'm like, you don't even like understand like what I'm going through, you know? And like, you sent me this rude email and to be honest, like no offense, but like, I'm not gonna jeopardize my voice for your bar. That's probably going to have like 30 people in it. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm not going to put my voice... And honestly, even for bigger shows, like, I wouldn't jeopardize my voice. Like, I turned down bigger, like, bigger opportunities. Like, you know, this weekend's Don Weekend. They asked me to play again, and I couldn't play. Um, so, like, that... And that's a show for, like, 10,000 people. Yeah. You know? Like, Don, that's a big thing. So, like, you're pissed at me because, you know, like... I, I'm injured. I can't sing. And like, come on, you know, like there's stuff like that. There's little things like that. Like some people like, and don't get me wrong. Like so many of these bar owners are super nice and they're great. And like, I love working with them. Um, but like, I just typically don't like that outreach because you know, that's how it is. You reach out to a hundred people. Maybe you hear back from five, 10. Um, so that's my least favorite part. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I can I can understand that because it's very time consuming and then you're there, you're trying to deal with people, trying to they they have to go through certain things too as they're doing it. So maybe they don't always totally they're not in the mindset or they they just they don't feel like I guess listening to you or and everything. So right. yeah, I, I totally understand that. But like yeah, no, that really sucks with that one the business owner and everything, yeah. you know, because it's like a lot of people I guess human beings are very self centered, you know. Mm-hmm. They don't care about the detriment or the risk to anybody else as right. long as it's something that doesn't negatively affect them. Sure. You know, and I, I know what that's like, you know, as far as like inconveniences, we all have inconveniences yeah. in our lives that that happen sometimes in certain things. And it's just kind of like, you know, but I mean, I do my best to kind of sit back and like listen to the reason as to things and whatnot. And if it's if it's understandable, it's like, OK, you know what I mean? You know, you wouldn't ask somebody who in in boxing or like an mma if they're injured to go right. in there and, and do my example on. is like it's like a football player who tore their acl yeah like he's not gonna get back on the field like right now yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> like yeah that's just the way it is so yeah it, it, but some people are just like you know they don't understand yeah, they and don't understand. and you know that's why <laughs> they're a business owner or like they're a bar owner and not like you know yeah they don't know music like, they don't know like a lot of people don't even know that you can injure your voice you know because like you don't hear like 
I mean, you hear about it, like it happens. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't know about it until you told me about it not long yeah. ago and everything. So, you know, now can you actually, because that is one of the things I wanted to um, to talk about actually was, uh, you know, you recently had, I guess, when you, you injured your voice and, you know, that was your, uh, you know, an episode in your life yeah. that kept you from making music and like doing what you love. I mean, yeah. you know, can you, I guess, like tell us a bit like from the beginning and everything, like how that started off. Um, I guess, and how you're overcoming it or how you yeah. overcame it. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it was super hard. Like it was, it was super upsetting, super like depressing because like, it, think about like the one thing that you love just like being taken from you, just like that, you know, like it was, it was the end of December, 2018. And, um, you know, like things were pretty much fine in November. I noticed maybe like my voice would crack here and there, but nothing like super concerning that I was like, you know, super concerned or anything end of December came like within the last like week and a half of December it was just like I need to get this figured out like something's wrong you know and then first week of January I was like it's getting worse and I gotta cancel everything you know so like yeah like super upsetting um especially when it's like I spent so much time practicing to get my voice better and it was finally like I was finally getting to a point where I was like I'm really happy with how my voice is sounding like it's getting to that point where like I'm starting to sound the way I want to sound and really like like a, have a polished like professional voice and and it was gone right. you know and like I had been putting all that work in so I mean I spent months like super upset like months months and like wasting time because I was so upset um and it got to a point where I had this realization and this like uh mental shift where I was like I can either waste my time being upset about this or I can choose to focus on what I can do and focus on all the things I do have and at the end of the day just being grateful and thankful because there are people out there that have a lot worse problems like people that have cancer people that you know they live in an area where there's no opportunities like there are places like when my friends doing peace corps in africa and i see some of his stuff and like there are people there that just they don't have any opportunities you know like overall yeah like i have this issue but i'm blessed in so many other ways like i, I have like my family is super supportive of what i'm doing um i have opportunities even if it's like not with vocals right now um, which, you know, I'm working to get back in. I just got cleared to sing on, start singing again on Wednesday to start working back in. So that's, yeah, yeah. So that's been, that's been, um, that's exciting. But it's been like over a year, you know? So I had to really quick be like, I could either spend a year being upset and not get anything done, or I can write songs. I can play guitar. I can produce music. I can, you know, get better at piano. There were a lot of things I, I, w I was still able to do, luckily. So I decided, let me focus on these and focus on all the reasons why I'm blessed and I should be thankful instead of what's wrong, you know? Yeah. That was definitely. really what got me, what was it, what helped to get me through it um, is just that mental shift, you know? Because I, I see it like even with people that don't necessarily necessarily have anything wrong, um, people will be upset and I'm like if you just spent time thinking about all the reasons why you're blessed and like that you're lucky like you wouldn't be upset anymore you know 
because there are people that have it bad, you know? So that, that was really my big takeaway from that whole experience. Um, and, and what I learned through that process. And, um, now I'm hopefully slowly over the next couple of months, I'll be getting back closer to normal. Um, still not a hundred percent, but just like working on it every day. So, yeah. Well, that's good, man. That's amazing. And you know, it, it's great that you, um, you took the time to look at things like from a positive and uh, standpoint and everything, you know, what you have versus what you don't have, you know, and it, it's very funny that we're talking about that because, you know, I recently just did it. I, I think you might've seen it actually was a TikTok video on perspective. I don't know and, if I uh, saw it. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, most definitely. The, um, yeah, no, it was basically about like perspective, looking at like, I guess things that you have versus what you don't have. And then just like the other thing too, is just that like, you can change your perspective, you, you know, a lot of people, they sit there. I mean, nobody, I'm not saying that it's, that it's an overnight type no, of thing. It takes time. Yeah, it definitely does take time and everything. But some people think, man, you can't change your perspective at all. You can't change this. You can't change that. And it's like, no, it's like, you know, you can. You absolutely and, can. Yeah. And I, I mean, I made the conscious choice to do that. I'm still making the conscious choice to do yeah. that you know there are so many things it's like an ongoing process yeah it really is an ongoing process and uh yeah no well i'm just i'm really glad that that episode seems to be coming to an end yeah and you, you know you're getting back to where you want to be and you know what like a, a, a lot of like you know they say like everything happens for a reason and like a lot of positives came out of that negative you know like they say like when one door closes other doors open and you know because that happened first of all like i said i had this whole perspective shift Mm -hmm. um which was great and also i wrote a lot of songs i got way better at producing music um like my music production got really good to the point where now i'm starting to produce and do mixing and mastering for other artists so that's an opportunity that i might not have been able to get had this not happened you know, and now I'm starting to reach out to artists and, you know, I have artists reaching out to me that want to work with me because they've heard my stuff. Um, so like there's, you know, there's positives that came out of this whole, this whole situation, you know, even though it's been difficult, you know, to not be able to sing, but yeah, there yeah, are definitely positives. Definitely. Yeah. You well, it's, yeah, it's really good that you kept yourself busy to like doing all those things because you know now you've learned a different like uh aspect of the trade and you know you've really honed uh your craft when it comes to that you you've mastered it and uh you were able to add value to yourself as well as uh, a lot of other people hence you know people are coming out you know asking you to do work with them and you know vice versa and everything and people can definitely see the value and uh whatnot so yeah that's great but thank you because i remember because i remember going out and everything and i'd I'd see you out there a lot and 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 whatnot it was the time i mean i was seeing you at least uh, two three days a week and everything because you were performing and (laughs) and doing stuff and and whatnot and then yeah for a while like i guess yeah i hadn't seen you for a while and everything and there was something a little strange it was kind of like oh it's kind of like okay it's like i I haven't seen him in a while and everything, yeah. but yeah, so I'm, I'm really glad, you know, you, you weathered through that. And yeah. I'll, I'll take you to kind of one of the things that I went through recently, which was, um, I grew up, um, and I struggled with this and it's very funny. The, um, I mean, I, I'm about to explain this to you and this is, it, it's, it's a huge clusterfuck to say the least, <laughs> but you know, I grew up and was always told by my, my parents and everybody around me, go to college, go to college, go to college, go to college. 
everything was go to college. Yeah. It's, you know, you won't be able to have a, a good or a healthy lifestyle or a decent lifestyle um, unless you go to college. And, um, you know, I was kind of resistant to it for a very long time because I wasn't sure if that was really what I wanted to do. I mean, part of me deep down really did want to do it um, for reasons I guess I can't totally explain right now. Um, and everything maybe was just because it was an expectation of my family and that was what everybody else in my family did. The other part of it was fear, um, was just thinking to myself, you know, what if my family's right and, you know, I'm kind of stuck and I won't be able to you know, lead a healthy lifestyle when I get older and everything. So, um, so all those things were motivating factors that pushed me into going to going to college and doing things. And, uh, you know, and don't get me wrong, I wouldn't change it for the world. Like I wouldn't change, mm -hmm. you know, I don't regret going to college at all. Not, not by any means. Like I said, it was a very good, very fruitful experience. Yeah. But one of the things, and I don't know, maybe you can tell me if you had this expectation as well, but you know, when you're, when you're in college, you kind of have this mindset of, Oh, you know, I got the next four years or something like that to just do this, do that, you know, just work hard, get my grades up and everything. And then, you know, after college, I know for a fact I'll be able to get a job over here working for this big company doing finance or banking or something like that or whatever. And, uh, I can make, I'll come out making like 50 grand a year, 60 grand a year, sure. 40 at the, at, at, at the minimum, yeah. because, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you think your shit doesn't stink because you're a college, you're about to be a college graduate. Well, for me, the biggest shocker was, you know, come, it was like, it was August, like mid August of 2019. And, uh, yeah, so it was last semester, my, my last semester in college, I really started looking, uh, to, you know, for, for employers, talking to employers, yeah. interviewing, I did all these interviews yeah. and everything. I was, I was running around like a fucking chicken with my yeah. head cut off. It was, it was ridiculous, it's but tough, dude. yeah, I was running around and I probably applied to over probably easily over 300 places, yeah. had a bunch of interviews and, um, you know, to say the least, I mean, and I have a job right now don't get me wrong. I'm thankful for it. But to the moral of the story is though, is I definitely did not come out of college making nearly, not nowhere near the amount of money that I thought I was going to be able to make, honestly. And, um, I mean, it's just, it's just definitely not enough. And it's just like, kind of like everything that I had believed for like two decades was kind of crushed right then and there, right. you know what I mean? And it even got to the point where it's like my parents even, you know, cause they saw how much I struggled just talking to employers, trying to get a job, get something that's even somewhat decent where the employers weren't like asking you to take on all this debt and all this liability. And my parents were kind of like, you know, when we were growing up, when we came out of college, it was not that hard. It's different, just, dude. Yeah, they were just like, you know, like my dad, you know, taking into consideration like inflation and, and whatnot, like when he started off in, uh, after college at like the age of 21, 22, was making a lot more money than I'm making right now and what most college grads are making. Like the, the wages have really gone down and it was just like, it's strange. It's like, but I basically, everything that I had believed was suddenly flipped and was totally crushed because I sat there and was like, holy crap, what I've been brought up to believe is totally not true. Yeah. This, that was the world that, that was the world 
40 years ago. It's not the world today. It's like, just because, and I was just, and I'm like, now I'm still sitting here. I'm just kind of like, you know, I might be able to move up. I might be able to do this. I mean, that's not my long-term goal anyway, but it's like, but I'm kind of thinking about it just like in the short term, at least it's just kind of like, you know, it, it sucks having your expectations just completely crushed. And I'm just like, you know, am I going to have a, li- a livable wage? Am I even <laughs> going to be able to, to, to just get some money, some disposable income to pump money into things that I really like to do? And it's just kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's like, it's really looking kind of dim and, yeah. uh, and everything, you know, and it just everything I was brought up to believe just completely got crushed. But yeah, I had to kind of like just completely change my whole mindset. Cause yeah. I was really down. I was really down. I was sitting there. I mean, when, you, when you're sold something and you're sold this idea and then it's like you get out of it and you realize it's not what you thought it was going to be. Like that's, yeah. yeah. Especially when you spent like four year years, you know, four years, you know? Yeah. But I had to really just kind of change up my, my perspective, my mindset and just kind of go, you know, there are a lot of people who come out of college, not making what I'm even making right now. A lot of people who don't have, I guess, you know, some of the, the positive things that I have in my job right now. And, uh, and whatnot. And it's like, you know, there are maybe some people out there that are definitely making more money than me, but they're working a lot more hours than I am. You know what I mean? And if you do the actual calculating of the wage based on a 40 hour work week, I'm actually making more than them. I really had to kind of change up my mindset and go, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Like it is okay. This is what I'm doing. This is just the reality of my situation. It's okay. This is just the world that we live in nowadays, but I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to make the most of it. That's all you can do. And you, know, you can't go back in time. Yep. So the only thing you can do is look forward. I will say this too. It's been an even greater motivator. It's been an even greater motivator to, for me to just want to pursue what I'm very passionate yeah. about and those things. And eventually, hopefully one day, uh, monetize those, those exactly. things and, uh, and everything. Yeah. So it, it definitely has been a great motivator, you know, cause I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm not saying that I would be less motivated by any means, but you know, but if you're comfortable, you know, and if your lifestyle is comfortable, then, you know, by definition, sometimes people, they tend to lag a little bit, you know, sure. and, uh, and whatnot. But yeah, it's just, it's been a great motivator to say the least, but yeah, perspective is, uh, is everything, you know? It is. So it yeah, really is. I mean, like everything has a good and bad side. It's like, how do you look at it? You know, another great example is like, I can't tell you how many artists I still hear that say like, oh, like Spotify sucks. Like they barely pay out, like they barely pay artists anything. Like art people used to buy albums. Now they don't buy music. Like music's free. Like you can either look at it with that perspective or you can see the opportunity, which is actually huge. Honestly, like people who think about that are are wrong because if you were born, if you were trying to pursue this 20 years ago before the internet, your only bet to ever be heard was to get signed by a record label who was going to send your music to the radio stations because otherwise no one was ever going to hear your music. Yeah. So that was the only way you were going to get heard. Now, like at least you have a, a, a vehicle to get heard and you can do it yourself. You don't have to rely on a record label because you can, you can buy a microphone for 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever you want to spend on it. There are microphones that are probably even less than 50 bucks. Yeah. You can buy the equipment very cheaply and you can make recordings, distribute them. You can run Facebook ads, Instagram ads. You can advertise for yourself. Whereas back then, you had to pay thousands to go into a professional recording studio. Who's going to give you that money? The record label. Like, or you got to say, like, it, it wasn't as doable. So when I hear artists today complaining about Spotify, I'm like, or about like the internet and piracy and like how music's free. I'm like, you should be counting your blessings and you should be thinking about all the opportunity, not 
the negative that no one buys albums anymore because that little negative there's a lot of positives that go with that little negative you know yeah and if you look at the negative you're never gonna take advantage of those positives because you're so focused on the negative and to be honest you're not gonna change spotify like this like this is the way it is you're not gonna change it you know i mean so you have to look at the positive and be like how am i gonna take advantage so it is all about perspective, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's all about a positive perspective. And then just the perspective of, of like, I guess, like, how are you going to turn this into a situation where you're going to win Yeah, and everything, you know, cause there's always, there's always a way to flip it and you turn it into some type of upside and everything yeah. there really is. But it, you know, it's funny. That's actually kind of one of the things that was, that was on my mind a bit as far as like, yeah, like, cause you've obviously seen how, I mean, cause we, we both, we lived through it as far as like how music has changed as far as like some of the people i guess they say oh yeah like people i remember when it first came out like people don't buy albums anymore mm -hmm. you know they just buy the song or something like that you know and it used to be back way back it was like websites or programs such as like napster or something like that where we're selling songs for like 99 cents a song or something like that if you wanted to buy the album it was like five some six some odd dollars i don't know but it's just kind of like yeah but there is a lot of people that i guess are just downloading music and and whatnot but it's like i mean what i mean what's your take on that i mean because i know you see the positive yeah. in it and everything but like you know like what what was your like what's your overall opinion as far as like you know, as far as the online streaming and doing certain things versus way back in the day, it used to be CDs and people had no choice but to buy a whole album to get the one or two songs. And then they might, then they listen to the rest of it. They might like the rest of it sure. or something. Um, I think it, I think it's better now in a sense, because like I said, anyone can put stuff out and market it. And also another great point is that Spotify kind of eliminated piracy like early 2000s to like whenever Spotify came out, like people were downloading these like file sharing softwares onto their computer and getting everything for free and the artists weren't getting anything. So at least, yeah, like you might say like Spotify doesn't pay artists a lot, but if you compare that to people illegally downloading everything, it's a lot better, okay? So that's one thing that I think about. And um, the other thing, like I said, is Spotify also has algorithms that if you take advantage of it in the right way and you can drive enough people to software to, or to listen on those uh, platforms, they'll start to actually promote your music to people who listen to similar genres. So you can really take advantage of that. And I've seen artists who, you know, have blown up on Spotify um, and are doing great. And like, honestly, like almost probably have a full-time income just from Spotify. So, um, I don't really see it as a, a need to complain. And also the other thing is if you have, if you build relationships with your fans and you find the fans that are like your super fans and they're super like supportive of you, like a lot of those people might end up buying an album just because they want to support you and they like you and they like what you do. You know, um, like you see that with a lot of, you know, stars that have a super dedicated fan base. And even with the resurgence of uh, records, like, people want to have people that are super passionate about music and super passionate about that artist. They want to have the physical, they want to have the artwork like in their hands, you know? So it's not completely dead, although it, it is definitely like, I mean, down significantly, Yeah. but 
you know, if you cultivate that fan base correctly and you, you cultivate that relationship with your audience and you provide them value and they like what you do, I do think you can still sell merchandise. Uh, you can still sell CDs, records, um, different things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was always wondering about that and everything. And it's just kind of like, you know, as far as like some artists, like album sales, you know, I remember, I think, way back it was like sometimes rappers or whoever artists would do like a few million in sales or something millions of albums or something then it came down to like two hundred thousand, and then it was like this or that or something but yeah no actually kind of going back to one of the things you said just a little bit ago which is just being able to like having these online vehicles these these platforms and everything you know it's good for everybody because you know nowadays you don't need i mean you need to learn the platforms whether it's instagram facebook twitter you know snapchat it doesn't matter what it is or TikTok, you know, it's always within your best interest to learn it and how it works. But you, as long as you try to, you know, you're proactive with it and you learn it, like you can really reach out, you can get out there to people. And it's like, you know, back in the day, yeah, even like from my perspective as like a YouTuber and everything, you know, you, if I wanted to do like, let's just say 20, 30 years ago, if I wanted to do what I'm doing now, I'd have to pay some video company or some, some, uh, yeah, whatever, something like that. You know what I mean? Like we're lucky. Cause like we live in a time where we can do anything we want. We can learn anything we want from YouTube, Google. We can, we have the internet. We can do what we want. There's no barriers anymore. Yeah. You know, like back, like before internet, there were barriers. It's like, what am I going to do? Yeah. You know, how am I going to get this song out there? And the other thing that's a positive of streaming is for new artists discovery. Like if you're a new artist and no one's ever heard of you, who's going to go and spend 10 bucks to buy your album if they'd never heard of you before, you know? Whereas with Spotify, the only thing they're risking is their time, you know? And like, sure, they pay monthly, but that's for everything they listen to. So it's like, they're not risking their money to listen to an artist. Like no one's gonna pay to listen to an artist they've never heard before of before. But now because you have Spotify, you can send people to that Spotify account and they can listen for free. And like I said, all they're risking is maybe two minutes of their time to listen to a song yeah and then if they like it maybe they become a fan maybe they listen to more music maybe they do end up buying something from you yeah most definitely yeah and that that yeah like i said yeah it does it goes right back to like the the negative perspective or something like that like you know and that's the other thing like you know i heard this thing one time um you know people they get so upset they'll completely let it ruin their day if they go to starbucks and there's not as much cream in their coffee stupid stuff dude. yeah it's just like but they'll literally let that ruin their whole day and it's just kind of like you know and and i won't lie i i'm guilty of that to a degree there are some days i don't know why i can just get a little bit like oh, the fuck really like and there's certain things like my blood will boil over a little bit and i'm just like but then i'll sit there and i say to myself i'm like dude calm the fuck down it's like it's okay like relax like are you really gonna get upset over that and everything like that it's like no like don't mm -mm, no come on it's like your battles right yeah yeah it's it's a little bit kind of like you're you're bigger you know you're stronger than that and everything it's just kind of like you know and at the end of the day the 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 goal is it's it's happiness success and happiness you know what i mean so now you're obviously as music uh, as a musician, you're trying to make it big, like into the industry, and you you want to get on that that super big, like that global scale and everything. Yeah. So now I gotta ask you, what has been your greatest challenge as a musician, and also I guess maybe trying to beat the odds and get into that that type of industry? I think initially it was um, patience and like you said, kind of um, not caring so much what people think. 
Um, because I remember my earliest memories of wanting to sing. I didn't start singing now until I was probably 18 or 19 for freshman year of college when I started singing. But I have memories of wanting to sing that date back to second grade. Okay. And um, like in second grade, I did, I actually, cause we did like our core, like they did like the little chorus thing where we did a, uh, you know, a show and I auditioned for like a little solo thing. And I, that was cool. Um, so I remember there having that desire. I don't know why that I decided to stay after an audition. Um, then in fifth grade, I auditioned for uh, the school talent show. Yeah. I actually didn't make it um, and uh, didn't get to perform. But I remember doing that and for whatever reason, but I was super shy. Like I was super, you know, reserved. I was like, you know, kind of scared of what people would think. And like, I didn't continue to pursue it. It was just those little one-off things. I was like, let me try this. Um, remember always like having that desire to do karaoke, but like being scared to do it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and it's a shame because I wish I had started earlier, you know, but like, I can't go back and change. That's who I was. I was a shy kid that, you know, just was reserved and like there's nothing I could could have done back then to change that it just took growing up to to really kind of come out of my shell um so sure like I regret not starting earlier but there's nothing you can do about that you know that's just who I was as a kid um and then finally freshman year I started and I decided I'm just gonna do this um because I was writing music and I was looking for other people to sing and no one was reliable. No one wanted to sing while I played. So I was like, I'm just going to sing. Um, so that's kind of how it started. So initially, I would say the biggest challenge was when you first start out, you're not as good as you want to be. And that's disappointing. And you like compare yourself to the artist that you want to be. Yeah. But you just started. So it's like you can't expect to be as good as them. And that is like frustrating at first. But you have to push through that and be patient to get better so it's, it's i think the biggest challenge has been the patience of like you know this isn't where i want it to be but like if i keep practicing i know it can get there um so that's challenging um it's also challenging obviously you know getting people to listen getting people to support um so that that's been a a, a challenge um is you know which i'm getting better now now that i'm getting better with the facebook ads and stuff i'm i'm getting better at targeting the people that i know will hopefully resonate like my music will resonate with them. Um, so that's gotten a little bit better, but it's hard to do it on a big scale, especially when you don't have like, you know, record labels have so much money to invest. You know, I, I'm not a record label, so I can only invest w what I have. If I had as much as them to invest in, the process would be to, to, to scale would be a lot quicker. But yeah. for me, it's a slower scaling process because I have to be creative um, with how I'm spending my money. I can't just be like, yeah, like, let me just drop $10,000 on an influencer campaign. You know, like I, I can't do that right now. Um, so it's more about, you know, being creative and, and spending what I can um, and really taking what I make from music and reinvesting it, you know, like I make some money from Spotify each month, goes right back into running ads. Um, so that's a challenge is trying to scale, um, with the investment that you can make, right? you know? Gotcha. So, yeah. but then the hope is that it'll continue to grow. And as you continue to bring in more from that investment, you can invest more. So that's kind of challenging, I guess. And also just trying to, you know, do it by yourself like you can't do everything by yourself you know like every successful artist has a team 
around them that's doing stuff for them and um living in wilmington delaware obviously it's not there's not a huge music scene not that you need it anymore because like now you have the internet where you can connect with people but it's also like you kind of do like it's nice to be surrounded by you know like friends and like um have friends in the industry and have um acquaintances that are kind of pursuing the same thing because um you know you kind of help each other out and you do it together um whereas like i can think of like probably i can count on one hand the amount of people i know locally pursuing music like really pursuing it yeah you know so that's a challenge is just not being surrounded by you know a lot of people that are doing similar things to you um i would say that too but now like it's good because i've started to reach out you know i have some friends who have connections so like that's helped me out a lot um i've been able to talk to people in la um on the phone and stuff facetime um and just just connect with those people and even like linkedin you know you can find people so it's not undoable like you don't necessarily have to pick up and move to new york la wherever it is but um it would be nice to have like a team like a group of uh you know people that are also pursuing a a career in this industry yeah because then you help each other out you're on the journey together whereas right now i kind of feel like it's gotten better like i said i've met more people but for a long time i was just on this journey a lot like completely alone you know pretty much other than like my family like super supportive um you know like my dad pursued music when he was younger Mm. um so yeah that's been a blessing yeah so that that's definitely a challenge yeah it's an everyday type of grind and and whatnot you know what i mean just trying to go through it and i mean my myself included you know what i mean with the things that i want to do and uh and whatnot you know what i mean like just trying to get on that as far as podcasting that joe rogan type of level or you know what i mean yeah. um and whatnot so but I, I gotta ask you have you have you had or did you have uh any talks with any like big record labels and everything or no like, not not with labels it's more been with like manage managers um i don't 100 percent think that every artist needs a record label um because like what they're doing like obviously like what i said is the investment is what they offer the most but anyone can do what they do as far as distribution um and like marketing like i said it's like that's where they come in is they have the money to promote you um but also it's like it's, it's also tough because because they're investing all that money they take such a, a big percent of what the record actually makes so it's like i don't know it's like an interesting situation but a lot of artists are just getting managers and the managers are kind of acting as um you know the liaison not, yeah you know like and, and, and some of these artists don't even have labels and um they're doing well you know so i don't think it's a you know all or nothing thing where it's like if you don't have a label you're completely out of the game um but no i haven't really talked to any had any conversations with labels more with like i think the first step would be to get a manager that can you know really move things in the right direction and start to to do that so that's kind of more where my head's at that than actually getting a label and also obviously like getting my voice back like i can't i can't go and do that until my voice is is you know 100 percent. So. yeah gotcha and now also I'm pursuing kind of also pursuing production for other people. So, um, that's something that I've been thinking about. It's like trying to break through with production. I think that's a a, a doable thing. Um, 
and my skills in production have gone to a point where I feel like I can do that. So that's kind of more where my head's been at too. Yeah. Cause you know, like I said, you cover all aspects, you go to all kinds of meetings and, or like, you know, shows and whatnot. You never know who you might meet, who sure. might just happen to be there. Um, and whatnot, you know, it's amazing. Like I've, um, I've, I've met people just purely by happenstance, you know, just going out there on my own initiative. And, and it is like, it is about who you know as well. Like you can't just like sit in the studio all day. You can make the, the best songs anyone's ever heard, but if they don't leave your studio, if you don't go out and talk to people that can maybe help you out, like how far are you really going to get, you know? So it is about relationships and about who you know. Oh yeah. You know? There are songs I hear that are like, I'm like, wow, that is a great song and no one's heard it. And then there are songs I hear that are doing great and I'm like, eh, like, it's okay. Like, it's not bad, but like, I've heard better songs like than that, that don't get that exposure. So it is about, you know, marketing. It is about who, you know, promotion. Like I hate the biggest thing I hate is when people say like, oh, like good music promotes itself. That is the biggest lie. Like good music does not promote itself. Like, Yeah. That's that's all I'm gonna say about that. Like, oh, it, yeah. it, 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 you need a plan and like you need, you know, marketing behind it. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, most definitely, yeah, because nobody just goes and like just does it themselves and no. everything. I mean, it's you get and, and that concept, honestly, it's everywhere. Like whether it's in sports and boxing or something like that. There was a time when, you know, like Patrick Mahomes wasn't known to anybody and everything, you know. But here he is. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like you know he he brought the chiefs you know took them to the super bowl and, and won and everything exactly. you know and it was just kind of like you know before it was whoever and it was just like same thing like in boxing and in like an mma i mean it was funny like last night i don't know if you just kind of if you were watching or if you just kind of happened to read about some of the hype but like uh deontay wilder lost to tyson fury last night in boxing it. yeah it was the the heavyweight rematch of like the decade since like Mike Tyson and like Muhammad Ali and some of their big rematches like Joe Frazier and everything. But um, but yeah, no, a lot of people. I mean, Tyson Fury had already showcased his skills and everything. Like you know, and don't get me wrong, Deontay, Deontay Wilder is a great boxer, still one of the best in the world. But he, you know, but for I'm sure years, like he had the highest knockout percentage and everything, and people like all these title defenses and everything and everybody was thinking to themselves like oh this guy can't be beat or whoever or like you know or, or something but there's there was somebody out there behind the scenes who did not have any notoriety who wasn't known to anybody but you know then suddenly came up on the world stage and, and beat him and everything you know so it's like yeah so i totally know what you're saying it's like you know you do need the marketing you do need the exactly. promotion or whatever behind it you know what i mean so because that's how because like i said i mean it doesn't matter who it is what athlete or something whether it's mayweather or anybody else there's somebody out there that can beat them yeah. there, there's it's not like there's like out of seven billion some odd people you're telling me that the 6.9999999 some somewhere in those billions of people can't beat that guy or beat this guy or something like that there's somebody out there there's yeah. just somebody out there that's not known right. that nobody else knows but exactly. there's somebody out there that can do it it's oh true. yeah most definitely it's so true. yeah I, I totally hear what you're saying yeah so i gotta ask you though if there's one piece of advice that you could give or maybe just like advice in general um to anybody that's listening right now or anybody in general that wants to be a musician and wants to make it to that top tier, that top level. Like it just, as you're going through this right now, what would it be? Um, I think it's like two common themes we've been talking about. And it's like the patience, because, you know, when you start out, like we said, you're not going to be where you want to be with anything, like anything you do when you first start, 
you're not going to be as good as you want to be. And it's going to just take a time and practice. So like dedicate the time and practice and like, don't give up just actually, honestly, if you give up, it's okay. Because that means that whatever that was that you were doing isn't the right thing for you. Because if you truly love something, you will never give it up. Yeah. So if you give up, that's just an, if you or if you like if you give up, that's just an indication that you should go and keep exploring and keep trying different things because you haven't found what you absolutely love. Um, so but what I'm saying is don't get discouraged if you're not great at first because no one is great at first. Everyone has to pay the dues and like put in the practice and t- to get where they want. So like patience, 100 percent. And like we said, not caring so much about what every, everyone else thinks. Just putting yourself out there and being comfortable with yourself, I think, is super important. Like we said also, you know, networking is important. And like cr- having having good friends around you and family who like support you. Like, like surrounding yourself with people who are supportive of what you do. And not people who tell you like, who are negative and tell you like, this might not work. Or like tell you that, you know, you're not good. Yeah. Um, or that you're not good enough. You can't do it. Like... You don't want those voices in your head. So I think that's super important. Um, there's so much like we could talk for, for days about this, but like those are some things that come right to mind. Or the person that holds their breath the longest wins, basically. Explain like, that to me. Yeah. So like basically people who I guess they are impatient, they don't immediately get the result that they want and everything. And I think honestly, that's that's one of the things that I mean, we've been living with now in the in the year 2020, but also in 2019 or whatever is there are so, so many short term things like sh- the short term gratification mm-hmm. is so easily there with yeah. social media and all this other stuff. And people, they're not used to going, doing things like and being in it for the long haul and right. everything, you know, because they're just kind of like, oh, why the hell? Like, I'm not getting this. Right. It's not coming right. like right away. How the hell is this not coming right away? And everything, yeah. you know, so they don't have the patience and everything. But it's just kind of like so you're there. And so like my figure of speech as as i'm saying that is like the person that is like sticks with it and holds their breath the longest and goes through it and everything is the person that ultimately wins doing what you love like you know like not like settling for something that's less you know obviously like you know you might have to have a job to support yourself you might have to have some side jobs but that's not the end goal like you know your end goal should be to be happy and do what you love not to just be in something that like I can't tell you how many people I say, like, how do you like the job? And they're like, I don't hate it. Yeah. Like, well, that means that like, and, and you know, like some people are perfectly fine, like living their life in a job that they don't hate. Like, and for me, my perspective is you only get one life, Yeah. you know? So you got to go for what you love, you know? And that's what I'm trying to do. And that's, I think the most important thing for anyone to know is like explore find what you love do it you know go for it because the worst thing in the world is regret you know the worst thing in the world is when you you're you're 70 or 80 or however old you are and you look back and you're like damn i should have done that like i should have gone for it and you know you you look back in your life like that's the worst thing so it's better to go and try it and like you know at least you can say like, yeah, like I went for it, you know, like I gave it a go. Like you can look back and be like, I did everything that I could at that time to be successful. Yeah. You know? And I, and I do believe that if you like, 
if you have that dedication and you take the steps, like you can do it. Like I'm not saying everyone's going to be the next Justin Bieber or Ariana Grande. Okay. Like, no, that's like, not everyone can do that. But like, I do believe that anyone can create a sustainable life around what they love. Yeah. You know, like, like anyone, I I, I do believe that. Like, obviously, I mean, another thing is with vocals, like people have this misconception that you're either born with a great voice or you're not. And that's totally not true. Like, obviously not everyone is going to sound like Shawn Mendes and have that incredible voice, but you can practice and get to a point where you can have a professional voice if you want to, you know, it's like anyone can get that. Um, if you put in the work. So it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, you can create a sustainable life in what you love. Um, I, I do believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. I believe that as well. Honestly, you know what I mean? A lot of people may not become millionaires or billionaires and they might be working 60, 70 hours a week, making 80 grand a year doing, you know, like they're busy, but they're doing what they love versus 120 or less or a little bit more working right. for somebody else, you know? Yeah. It's, um, it's a tough road to say the least. And like, it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely not. Yeah. But no. It's better than the alternative. Yes, uh, it is. Of looking back and being like, I wish that I had pursued music or I wish, you know, I had pursued photography, whatever your passion is, like wishing you had done it. And like, now it's like years later, you know, yeah. So. Oh yeah. No, I, I, I feel that every day and I constantly think, and I mean, I can drive myself a little nuts thinking about this sometimes actually, which is, am I doing everything I can right now? You know, and that's the other thing, knowledge, knowledge is powerful. One of the things that frustrates me the most right now is my lack of knowledge because you still don't know what you don't know. Everybody in regardless of age, you, you don't know what you don't know. There are plenty of things out there. You just, you, you don't, you don't even know what you don't know. Right. And it frustrates me because I'm like, you know, how much further along could I be if I know this or I know that, or I know this. And it's like, you know, but I have to, like I said, you know, just patience right. and trust in the process. Right. That, it's all part of the road. Yeah. And as I'm going on, I'm learning all these things exactly. and I'm, and, and I'm no, like, I know a lot more now than I did just a few exactly. years ago. And yeah, I so. mean, I, I definitely believe in like learning by experience mm-hmm. rather than like from, you know, not to say that books can't be valuable and stuff, but just doing it, that's going to teach you so much more than like any like college class or anything can teach you, you know? Oh yeah. Like yeah. just going out there and yeah. getting the experience. I, I recently told that to somebody the other day, somebody the other day was like, oh, well you can have somebody that's smart and is like really young. It's like, yeah, no, it's like, there are plenty of people out there that are young and are smart and everything. It's like, but experience is a totally different thing than intelligence. It really is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. just like, if you don't apply that intelligence, it's useless, you know? And it's like, and sometimes regardless of how smart you are, it's like, you know, there are just things out there you haven't seen before. And it's like, you know, there's experience That's and, life. and everything. Yeah, it's life. And it's like, I mean, I'm, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but like, you know, I've, I've experienced enough to the point now where I kind of look at certain things and I'm kind of like, eh, or I'm like, Oh yeah. Or, you know, so, you know, we, we all get to that point, but, uh, but yeah, no, but that's the, yeah, that's my other greatest fear actually, which is, or, you know, probably as I've said before, my greatest fear, which is the feeling of regret. Yeah. I don't ever want to look back and truly think, wow, you know, I didn't do X, Y, and Z because in, and everything. And I just kind of think, you know, what, what 
you know, what, what could it have been? And right. it's strange, you know, my, my aunt, so she's, I mean, she's not my blood related aunt, but, um, she's, uh, she's a, a very good friend of my family, uh, and everything. She's a, was a very good friend of my, uh, my grandmother. And, uh, you know, so she still comes over every week and she has dinner with us at, uh, my parents' house. And, um, you know, I was sitting down and I was just talking to her and she's, cause she's in, she's in her late eighties now and everything. Yep. So, um, you know, a good woman, she's lived a good life, but, um, you know, I was talking to her about some of the things that I'm doing now, uh, as far as passion and all these other things and why I'm doing it. And I was, I got really in depth and I was like, you know, I don't ever want to be truly old one day and look back and think, you know, I should have done this or I could have. And, and, and I, as I was saying all those things to her, her face just became more and more and more somber. Mm -hmm. And she almost looked like she wanted to cry because mm -hmm. I could just tell. I could look at her. And I could see it and I could feel it. And all those 80 some odd years of memories and experiences were all suddenly flashing right before her eyes. And she was thinking of all the things that she didn't do and that she regrets not doing. Right. And, you know, like when you see that type of stuff, it scares you. It, it really does. does scare you and, and whatnot. You know, she, mm, you know, and I just I was like, you know, and I look at her. I'm like, not that she's a bad person no. and not that she's lived a horrible life by no. any means. But I do look at her and I do think to myself, you know, I don't ever want to be that age and, and feel that way. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's it's one thing if I'm that age and if I ultimately failed, right. you know, I, I don't. I don't want to fail. Nobody wants to fail. No. But if I ultimately failed, but at least when I'm that age, I can sit there and say, you know, I did give it my best. Yeah. I did do all these things. It didn't work out, but I, but at least I can, I can go to the grave right. knowing. And, and especially like, like I was saying, especially now in 2020, like back then, like for example, my grandmother, she, wrote songs and her dream was to to be on stage singing but she was in a small town in italy she grew up on a farm like the opportunities didn't exist for her to go out and and do it like they, they probably did but coming from a humble like a really like small like you know family like and a small town it's like she didn't have the opportunities that people now have today yeah you know so it's like sure like i i can get like you know how back then it might have been more difficult and like to per, to really pursue what you want but like now there's like almost no excuse you know it's like anyone yeah. and i don't want to say anyone because like there are people that aren't as fortunate um uh, but i think the barriers are just open for people to really be able to do what they want and we're we're, we're so overwhelmingly lucky yeah. right now so mm -hmm. Oh yeah, most definitely, you know, just, yeah, with everything, you know, and it's, and that's the thing. A lot of people just like in general, don't realize the digital age that they're living in, you know, cause even like, cause like I said, I'm, I'm old enough to, to see how things had like transformed, you know, cause I remember as a kid growing up, it was like, I had like CD players and it was like MP3 players and like the iPod came out and then the iPhone came out like, or smartphones came out and like Samsung had a couple little things and you could get onto the internet here, but it was difficult to get on the internet. And, and then 
iPhones came out, like these truly what we now know today came out and everything. And it's just kind of like, yeah, it's totally different. And I mean, even that, like my parents and everything like that too, they're just like, you know, with the, the internet and all this stuff, it's like my parents, they, they remember going on a trip to Hawaii for their honeymoon. And that was back like in 1990 or something like that, I mm-hmm. think, or yeah, some, something, I don't know. But they, they were telling me, they were just like, you know, your dad and I had a weird, like, just, I guess, come to Jesus moment or something like that. They were just kind of like, we were wondering, we're like, you know, we remember going to Hawaii back, way back in like the early 90s. They're like, but we really sat there and we wondered, how the hell did we book that trip? How the fuck did we actually get like a plane ticket to go over there and everything like that? It's like we yeah. didn't have the internet back then. I mean, but so there's everybody, they're so used to it now that they don't remember the days and the struggles or like they can remember, How but they, they really to have it. to think about it and everything, you know, because it's just like, holy fuck. But yeah, and, and yeah, I'm just like, I'm that way too. I'm just kind of like, you know, I remember just, wow. And it's like, yeah. So yeah, people don't understand the digital age that we live in and how like, and just to take advantage um, when, when I go to send out a piece of physical mail, I still have to go on Google and look up like, yeah. how do I like do this? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, where do I put this? Where do I put that? Like, uh-huh. where's the stamp? Go? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds stupid, but like, when did I ever send out physical yeah. mail? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, but yeah, but that it's nothing to feel bad about though, bro, because there are, there are a lot of people, everybody, yeah. I bet you this whole fucking town, the city of Newark, yeah. nobody knows how to do that <laughs> and everything like that. Nobody here, you know what I mean? It's like, but yeah, no, it, it, it is that way. And it's just like, everything has been made incredibly convenient and people don't understand that. And it's like, you know, but, and, and the other thing too is, I mean, people around the world don't understand. I mean, like just also how great, first of all, just how great the United States is as well. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I mean, we have our issues just given with the co- current political climate between the two parties and you know people don't understand because i've been to other countries around the world countries that are like uh yeah yeah dude we we yeah like i think gary v said it actually says when you were born here you hit the jackpot yeah or someone said it Uh i don't know who said it yeah a Um, lot of people have said it but yeah like i mean telling you about my friend who's in africa and i see his snapchats and i see you know, piles of trash because they don't have trash collection systems. They either burn it or it floats away when it rains. Yeah. Um, just the, the the low level of sanitations, how like people don't know how to, they don't use soap um, and diseases spread that way. You know, like, like, like a lot of people don't have smartphones or like, you know, it's like they don't have the opportunities that we have, mm-hmm. you know, in these, some of these countries. Um, Honestly, we have in this country the most opportunity yeah. out of any country. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe, like I, I, I'm a patriot. Like I believe that we live in the best country. Same um, here. Yeah. Because you know, you, you look at, especially from a music perspective, you know, an artist in another country, they can be successful in their country, but the only artist now, f- there are some exceptions, but a it's very difficult for an artist from another country to be world famous. Whereas an artist in the U S has that ability to be world famous. I mean, we have the universal language of the world, Yeah, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like someone who's singing in French might be great. They might be great, 
but they're not gonna be maybe not i mean it would be cool if they were like that that would be awesome but like it's more difficult for them to be universally known beyond that world stage exactly yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly yeah so i i do think we're lucky um yeah. you know and you know anyone who talks trash on the u.s i'm like my opinion is like look at your alternatives mm -hmm. like you know I, I think it's easy to, you know, be here and be like, oh, like, this is bad. This is this is this and this and that. But like, go try living in Africa for two years. Like, like my friend, Ooh, yeah. like you'll learn real quick. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Well, I'll give you a couple examples real quick. So years ago, it was back, actually it was in 2011. I, uh, we, we took a, me and my family, we took a Uniworld uh, trip to, uh, to China. Mm. And that was, now China is much better now and everything. Well, minus the coronavirus, but, yeah. um, back then China was not what it is today or whatever is, or as well developed. And, uh, you know, back then at that time, I remember we were actually, we were taking a small river cruise on the Yangtze river and I just remember seeing outside, like outside of the cruise, there were people, just poor people on the side of the street, like begging for money and everything. But here's the biggest difference. You know, here in the United States, you see people on the side of the road asking for money. They're holding up a sign. They look physically well enough. And, you know, they're just asking for money. They're walking around doing whatever. God knows what. And, you know, you don't always totally believe them. You're always just kind of like, mm, like you, you don't know what this person's doing and right. everything. You know, I was in Philly. It's, it's funny. I'll tell you this real quick. So on Valentine's Day, me and my girlfriend went to uh, went to Philly. So we went over um, to uh, to to Geno's or Gino's, the oh, uh, yeah, 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 uh, cheesesteaks. Yeah. And we went to go grab uh, some cheesesteaks. And there's this one gentleman. I mean, he just he looked kind of cold and he looked I don't know. He just something didn't totally seem right about him. Yeah. And he was coming up to me asking me for a dollar or something like that. And then um, I got the cheesesteak, whatever. I sat down and so he asked him somebody else for a cheesesteak. And this guy, he, he looked at me, he goes, he was, he goes, sir, can I have a dollar? And the guy looked at him and goes, what do you need a dollar for? And the guy goes, oh, um, I'm trying to buy a cheesesteak. He goes, well, you're going to need a lot more than a dollar. And the guy goes, oh, well, I'm just a dollar short. And the guy goes, hmm, tell you what, I'll buy you one. The guy goes, uh well and suddenly just like you know yeah. what wasn't or whatever and then the guy right then and there looked at him and just goes no nah. yeah he looked at me he goes nah he goes bud no nah. he goes i'm not buying you dope okay yeah. get the fuck out of my face the guy was like Ooh, whatever and, you know so but but that's what you not all the time here in the u.s but that's what you see here that you, you see that a good amount of here in the u.s it's uh -huh. somebody just kind of like lying asking for money and everything for some whatever but when i was in china the people on uh, that on the side of the street begging for money were missing limbs. Uh -huh. This one lady, I will never forget. I will never, this is seared into my memory. I will never forget this sight. She had her one arm out and her, uh, or she, she had a full hand, full arm, fingers, everything. She had one out asking for money. And then her other arm, her shoulder was like weirdly dislocated. And then she was missing. She she didn't have her forearm from her, from her forearm down was completely gone and it was skin yeah. like over it or something. So she was missing something. I don't know. It was, maybe it was a birth defect, a deformity uh -huh. or something like that, or maybe something, you know, and my dad had told me that there was some weird disease or virus or something like that, that caused that it's like, you know, but, but that's the difference. Those people over there had issues like, that's what you see over there. Sure. You know what I mean? And it was trashy at the time. There were like the roads, nothing was clean around that time. 
you never would see that. You would never see that in the United States. You would sure. never see somebody missing most of their limbs begging for money right. and everything like that. Sure. You don't see that in the U.S. I've seen know? it once, actually. Yeah? Okay. I have seen it once. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was one guy actually like down in like in, in Atlantic City that I saw that he had his whole uh, chest okay. down was gone. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know how he got around, honestly. But that was that was the only time I saw something like that where it was like scary. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it just shows you like, you know, how lucky we are. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that we're, you know, we're fully healthy. Even with that voice thing I was saying, like, you know, that's like, <laughs> that's like a small problem compared to some of the problems people have with their health. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, most definitely, so, mm-hmm. you know, people being born without limbs, like, you know, a lot of problems that can happen. So, yeah, makes you very thankful and everything, yeah. especially when you get to travel, you get to t- other people tell you what they've seen and, and whatnot, you know. So, yeah. yeah, definitely makes you most grateful. But, yeah, I wanted to ask you uh, one more question and, uh, and everything, which is um, if there is one thing you could have done differently, I guess, in your life, whether it's personally or professionally, if anything, what would it be? Um, there's one thing I could do differently. Um, well, you know, like I do think everything happens like is as a learning experience. So like, you know, you make these mistakes so you can learn from them. Um, one of the things, like I said, I wish, I wish I wasn't so reserved and shy through almost like really through the beginning of high school. Like I didn't really like talk a lot. I didn't really, you know, I was just very like in my bubble. You know, and I wish I wasn't, but like I said, I feel like that was, you know, that was who I was. That was part of like how I was made. Like that was like in my DNA almost, you know, it wasn't like something I had control over at that time and slowly, but surely I was able to get out of that. I wish it would have happened quicker Um, because like, you know, you go back and you think like, what if it was me right now? Like. 10 years ago or 15 years ago Mm. like think about how much i could have you know done like think about how much i could have accomplished but you can't think like that because it's like that's who you were at the time and you had to go through that i guess to to learn and to to get out of it so yeah like i wish i wasn't so shy i wish i wasn't like you know so nervous to sing in front of people and like to you know to be myself um those are kind of regrets I have, but like I said, how much control did I have over that? Yeah. Um, it was just part of like growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I hear that. Do there. you have anything? Um, I mean, yeah, pretty much along those lines, as far as like, there are certain things I kind of wish I'd put certain things out earlier not really cared what other people th- thought and just kind of like really promoted myself on a bigger scale and not just been afraid to do it, yeah. I guess. Um, and uh and everything the other thing i guess mm, if anything i can't say that there's anything that where i'm like wow like i totally regret yeah or anything like that no knock on wood no not at all and i hope there there's nothing that i ever truly do but um as far as uh i don't know like i think um i think i I think probably the one the one thing that I would say maybe I wish I could have done more of because I'm actually pretty good at doing it. At least that's what people tell me is just 
being proactive and going and trying to meet people and network with people. Um, you know, cause a lot of people, they're just coming they're just like, you know, you're a likable guy, you know, you, yeah. you speak and, you know, you do this, that, and the third, you know, you really know how to set the vibe for the room or something like that, you know, but I never really did that when I was like a teenager when that, when I was, or I never actively went and did it. Right. And I kind of think to myself, I'm kind of like, you know, kind of along the same lines as you, as far as like you, you were very reserved, but I was like at the time, like it's not that I couldn't do it. It's not totally that I was like afraid to do it necessarily. I just wouldn't do it for some reason. I think the reason why I didn't do it was because I was like, I don't know. I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder, actually. I think I was a little bit kind of like, oh, like, fuck this. Like who, like who the hell are these people? A mm-hmm. little bit like I can do this totally on my own. And this yeah. is that. I don't give a shit right. or whatever. And I just, you know, I had that real just nasty chip on my shoulder. And I'm looking back on that. I'm like, you know, I was pretty dumb. You know what I mean? It's like that, that, that was really stupid because sure. I'm like, because now I'm like, you know, had I, and it's not that I don't know people. I, I definitely know people yeah. and whatnot, but I'm like, how many more people could I have known? How many more people could I like, or what, what could I have done had I had this relationship maybe with this person who just happened to be an X, Y, Z, uh, whatever solar panel, whatever, yeah, <laughs> something sure. who cares, but it's like, uh, you know, and where, how much farther along could I have been? You know, you, you, you'll, you'll sure. never know and, uh, and everything, you know what I mean? So, but I mean, I don't look back on it and totally like, it's not like I regret it, but I'm like, right. it's one of the things I'm like, mm, you know, like now I don't care. Yeah. Like now I just like, you know, as long as now I, I might be, I'm very cognizant cause I don't want to bother anybody sure and whatnot if i see that somebody's clearly busy or they don't look like they want to be bothered then i won't bother them yeah. but if they seem open to like a possible conversation or something like that i'll go up and just be like hey what's going on like this is you know my name's ray this is what i do da, da, da. you know how about yourself da, da, da. you know what i mean and uh and whatnot so i'm yeah so i've, I've humbled myself in, in that regard That's i good. guess yeah and i, I think people naturally want to you know connect with people it's like a natural human thing um, yeah, I, I definitely got to ask you this real quick, which is, you know, there's a lot of glamour. I mean, while there's controversy, there's also a lot of glamour around being a musician and everything. Everybody's like, oh God, you're a musician. And they think of like the, the, the pop star life and they think of like all these, you know, fancy great things and whatnot. But it's like, do you like... Like, how do you take that? Is it like, you know, do you, like with the money that you do make on on Spotify and everything, do, does anything ever kind of cross your mind? Like with this money that I'm making here, instead of like reinvesting it or something like that, I could go take it. And I could buy this super nice, fancy thing to impress the girls or impress people or something like that. Does that ever cross your mind where it's like? So I think that's a big issue um, because, you know, with Instagram, it's like people are, you know, they're posting pictures of themselves on like fancy vacations, like on swans, like, you know, like living the lavish life. And the reality is like, it's a one big mirage, you know, and people get like, people feel like they need to, like they, they, they almost get brainwashed into that kind of sort of lifestyle that they want to have that glamorous lifestyle. Um, and I think it can be like really dangerous because for me, like pretty much all of my money goes back into the music because I know that that's how I'm going to grow the quickest. You know, like if I took, you know, the money I made from Spotify and said, all right, like I'm going to go buy like a, a really nice watch, like then that's money that I'm not investing back into my business. And I don't really feel the need to impress people um, with like what I have. The only thing like I will say is like as an artist, I do have like, 
a look that I like. So like I will pick out my own clothes, but it's not like they're super expensive clothes or that like I'm not going to like Gucci and buying like crazy expensive stuff. I just like I, I, I like to pick out clothes that have a look that kind of associate with the music I make and what, what I stand for. So that's the one thing for me. But like I don't believe in really, you know, going out of your way. Like like I think people are just like wasting money trying to impress people that like don't really care about them at all. Um, you know, like, like I think people need to think about like, well, why do I want this really expensive watch? Like, why do I want this like thousand dollar watch? Like, is it really for me or is it to make other people think that I'm cool? Because in reality, I'm subconscious and, you know, I have low self-esteem. So I need this watch to make people think that like, you know, I think it goes back to a self-esteem thing, you know? Um, and, uh, I mean, not all the time, like maybe a watch, maybe you're a watch person and you like watches. I mean, I don't know. Um, but I think it's important to think about like, why am I making this purchase? You know, like, why am I doing that? The only thing that I will say that like, I would love to have more money for is for traveling. Yeah. I would like to experience the world and see different places that I haven't seen. So that's the only, that's the only reason I think that I would spend significantly, um, versus like like outside of investing back into my music like if i was gonna spend five thousand i'm not gonna spend it on a watch i'm gonna or or not even five thousand like even a couple thousand i'm gonna spend it on going on a trip or an experience you know like yeah that's that's my thoughts on that gotcha okay yeah because i guess like yeah some people they they totally they don't live within their means and they do it totally just to impress other people like i know some people they do that and it's just like i've seen certain things and i'm just kind of like why like so it's like why would you even like i'm I'm like you know i'm saying i'm like yeah it looks cool but like to me i'm just i see certain things i'm like you know i wouldn't even have the energy to try to like do that you know what i mean and just you know what i mean it's like it's like unless it is about something that i really care about and it's you know but yeah not totally and like you see these rappers that you know they have all that stuff but also they're like making millions of dollars you know it's like so like when you're in the building phase like you shouldn't be going spending your money on like a chain just because like I don't know, Little Wayne has it because Little Wayne's making a ton of money. Like, you know, like, like you're trying to build. Like, yeah. I, I, I guarantee, or I mean, I can't guarantee, but like, I bet when those artists were trying to build, they weren't spending all that money on like, like, a Gucci you know, this or something exactly, like you know, yeah, like, yeah. And, and, and even at that point, like, if you think about it, like, if even if those artists reinvested that money back into their career, they could grow even more. Yeah, you know, totally. And that's a lot more money that they can invest you know so 100 percent. yeah i don't know i mean yeah it's like living within your means like obviously warren buffett's gonna go buy if he if he wants to he can go buy the 100 million dollar yacht so because he's worth like 60 billion 100 million is nothing to him you know what i mean and whatnot but it's like you know sheesh a thousand to us is like oh like you know what i mean like that's you know what i mean and yeah totally so Okay. Yeah. So, um, thank you for listening guys. Uh, we both really appreciate it. I hope this, uh, podcast, uh, was very informative and, uh, helpful. It was definitely a bit of a a switch up and everything, but, uh, yeah, nonetheless, it was, uh, very good. So, but yeah, Mariana, um, if people wanted to find, uh, your music and everything in like your, your social media, like, uh, yeah, yeah, what would they, where, where could they go to find it? So my music is on all platforms from like Spotify, Apple music, like wherever you listen, it's there. Um, you can just search Mariano de Gabriel. Um, and also, uh, you can find me on Instagram at, uh, Mariano underscore de Gab. 
same thing on TikTok, same thing on Twitter. Um, so yeah. And then Facebook, you just search my name in the bar and I'll come up. So, yep. Yep. Definitely. Most definitely. Yep. Guys go ahead and, uh, go take a listen as soon as you can and on uh, everything. Yeah. And then especially go, go find him and add him on, uh, on TikTok and, yeah. uh, and everything too. Like I'm telling you, you know, a lot of people, a lot of big social media specialists are saying TikTok is going to be the next, uh, big thing. So it already tic- is. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, this is it. Yeah. It's happening. Mm-hmm. So, you know, go ahead, get with it, you know, get on the bandwagon, get with the trend before everybody else does. Yeah. So I agree. I agree. Thank you so much again for bringing me on. I appreciate uh, you giving me the opportunity to talk about what I do and what I've experienced. And uh, it's been a fun time. Most definitely. Thank you. My pleasure is all mine. The honor is all mine. So, and we'll, we'll definitely, we're, we're going to have a part two to this. And and I I think the audience, especially, I I would love to, the audience is definitely going to want a part two to this. Maybe in a certain amount of time, you know, we'll reconvene and we'll see where everything's at. Definitely. and uh, whatnot. So, you know, we'll listen to like little clips of this one and just be like, yep, like here's how this progressed. Yes. So I would love that. All right. Thanks again for being on the show. Thank you. All right. Thank you again for listening, guys. Have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye.